welcome to the Boss of My Money Keeping It Real podcast show, your number one choice for bite-sized lessons on how to take care of your coins and achieve financial success. I am your host, Esther Bangura, personal finance educator, budgeting expert, and money coach at Boss of My Money. So whether it's improving your money mindset, developing a wealthy mindset, becoming debt-free, saving money, or learning how to invest. Say no more because you are in the right place. And if you want to get started with paying yourself first, why not get your hands on one of my amazing freebies, the free financial wellness checklist at bossofmymoney.com slash financial wellness checklist. Now it's time to put the kettle on, make yourself a cup of tea and join me in today's episode. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Hi there, welcome to episode number 79. Today I'll be sharing some key tips for budgeting on an irregular income. So first and foremost, I'd like to state that budgeting with an irregular income is extremely, extremely difficult. It's also extremely frustrating and it's difficult to plan ahead. You may feel as if you have little control over your finances. You might also feel discouraged about budgeting altogether. I know that I often have felt very discouraged when I'm trying to budget on an inconsistent and irregular income. And like I mentioned, my income has been inconsistent at times, both in personal and also business income. So many of the tips that I'm sharing are going to be based on my own experience as well as common sense approach to managing your finances when you have an irregular income. So who is more likely to have an irregular income? So it could be someone who is on a zero hour contract, someone who is self-employed, a business owner, or someone who contracts for short periods of time. So for example, you may you know, have a full-time job, but your contract is for three months at a time, four months at a time six months at a time. It varies depending on what contract you are on. So although I'll give these tips in chronological order, I don't want you to hold me to them because the steps may vary depending on your specific situation. So just listen to the steps and then you can decide for yourself which order you need to take them in based on your specific situation. And this is why I run the one-on-one Boss of My Budget Masterclass because When it comes to budgeting, I can tell you how to budget, but for your budget to actually work, it's better if somebody shows you how to budget using your numbers, because that's what will make sense to you. Um, So rather than just tell you, it's just better if I do it with you. Um, So make sure you check out my one-on-one budgeting masterclass session if you actually need help with creating your budget. So the first step is to determine your baseline priority expenses. These include bills, minimum debt repayments, loan payments, and so on. So these are your priority bills, keeping a roof over your head, you know, paying for gas and electric, council tax, you know, broadband, TV license, your phone line. These are basically all necessities. They're not wants, they're not good to haves, they're not Amazon and Netflix. Netflix subscriptions. These are just things that you need to live and survive in this world. The second thing you should do is have your priority bills come out of a separate bank account from your other bills, separate from your savings, separate from where you get paid. Um, 
because you want to just keep everything organized. You want to know that this account is just my priority bills. You know, this is how much money I need to put into this account to cover this amount of expenses going out. So you want to, most of us have more than one bank account. So just pick a bank account where you can set aside just for your priority bills. Now you're likely to have, you know, other expenses. If you do have Netflix and, you know, monthly subscriptions, if you're on an irregular income and you're really struggling to pay your bills, I think you should really consider counseling any expense that's not a priority bill, right? You want to counsel them um, once you get back on your feet, once your income becomes a bit more regular, you can always add these things. And really and truly, if you are on an inconsistent income and you're struggling to keep up with bills, any extra money you have after paying your essential expenses, it needs to go towards building your emergency fund, right? So once you've built your emergency fund, then possibly you can add on these good to haves. The third is to consider paying your bills manually instead of automating them. So if you are currently paying your bills via standing order or direct debit, you may want to cancel them and pay your bills manually. And the reason why is it will just give you more control over when you pay your bills. However, you want to make sure that you're paying your bills on time, right? So make sure that you pay on that due date. Otherwise, it could impact your credit score. So what I did um, when I realized that my income was going to be irregular for a while, I went and I ran a credit report and I could see which of my bills were reporting to the credit agencies. So I made sure those bills were paid on time and I gave myself more room for the bills that weren't being reported to the credit agencies. The fourth step is to determine your minimum average income, right? So if you don't have a minimum salary that you're earning where you know that, okay, every month I'm going to earn 2,000, I'm going to earn, you know, 2,500 or 3,000 pounds. I know that as a minimum, this is how much I'm going to earn, but I really need to be earning, you know, instead of 2000 i really need to be earning 2005 instead of 3000 i really need to be earning 4000 so you want to know what is your average minimum income that you know you can guarantee based on the work that you're doing whether it's on a zero hour contract whether you know you're self employed or you run a business and you know that okay i have these clients lined up for the next few months i know that as a minimum I'm going to earn 2,000 pounds, but what I really need is 3,000. So just work out what your minimum is. Like what, what, what can you guarantee to a certain extent that is actually going to come in? And if you don't have a minimum average salary, right, then what you really need to do is focus on earning that minimum amount to pay your bills. So if you're on a zero hour contract with no guarantee of earnings to cover your bills, then you should really prioritize like meeting that average income, you know, baseline, whatever that may be. So if currently you're earning 1,005 and really and truly to get by, which is basically to live paycheck to paycheck, you need to be earning 2000 then you really need to focus on earning that 2000 right um so 
not that you don't budget, but you really need to just consider prioritizing your time, your effort, your resources in at least earning that minimum amount. Because this no longer becomes a budgeting issue as such, but it becomes an income issue. And if you want to know more about this, go back and listen to podcast episode number 62. And it's titled Stop Budgeting and Do This Instead. And you get a little bit more understanding about why I am saying this. So let's get back to the steps. So the fifth step is to reduce your spending so that you can build your emergency fund. This is so important if you are on an irregular income. After budgeting, your next best thing is to save, right? Your next best thing is to save, even if it means just paying the minimum on your debts for a while to build up your savings because you can't guarantee how much you're going to earn the next month, but you still have bills to pay. This is why I don't understand when people say, oh no, you know, they're not budgeting because their income is irregular. You need to budget because you still have expenses. You still have bills that you're paying. So you still need to know what they are, know when they're coming out so that you can make smart decisions about how you're going to pay those bills. So reduce your expenses so that you can use any disposable income to build your emergency fund. And you may need to make drastic changes. You might need to downsize. You might need to move back home. You might need to um, house share. You might need to rent out that room, your living room, you know, for six months or 12 months so that you can get that extra income coming in to build your emergency fund. You might have to sell things. You might have to postpone that upgrade. You might have to defer, you know, any large purchases that you have coming up so that you can build up your emergency fund. Step number six is if you have money left over after covering your baseline priority expenses, I want you to save 50% towards your emergency fund. So remember I said that, you know, once you're budgeting consistently, you know what your average, you know, priority outgoing is, you know what your average income is, any extra money that you have you want to put half of it towards savings and the rest will go towards tax, investing, paying extra towards your debts and other saving goals that you have. But any money that you have left over, you want to save half of it so that you can build your emergency fund. So on those months where your income might be low, if you're self-employed and you get ill and maybe you're not able to run your business or you have to take time off because you're sick, whatever the reason may be, you know that you have your emergency fund to fall back on. And I am speaking on this from experience, right? The next best thing for me when it comes to earning money and being able to pay my bills is having an emergency fund to fall back on. You don't realize how important it is and how necessary it is until you have one, right? Until you have one when you need one and you know, damn, thank God I had an emergency fund because I'm able to utilize it for what it was there for. Now let's take a moment to thank our podcast sponsor. This episode has been brought to you by my signature budgeted masterclass, Boss of My Budget. 
if you are struggling with your budget, it's probably because no one has actually sat down with you to show you how to budget with your own numbers. That's right. How will you know if you're not shown how? You might be feeling frustrated with your budget and you want to finally create a budget that works for you and one that you can easily stick to without having to force yourself or giving up all your wants. I have a unique budgeting technique that I use for my own personal finance and that I also teach my one-on-one -on -one budgeting clients. And it's for anybody who wants to successfully create a budget that they love and that they can use as a tool to pay off debts, save money and spend money guilt-free on their wants. This is a one-time budgeting masterclass and it's the only budgeting masterclass that you will need if you are serious about becoming the boss of your budget. So head on over to bossofmymoney.com slash bus of my budget where you can book your one-on-one -on -one budgeting session with me today. Listen until the end of this podcast so that you can get the discount code especially for my podcast listeners. Step number seven is you can now have a breather right once you have your six-month emergency fund you can kind of start to take it easy a little bit right but however you need to concentrate on bridging the gap so that you can try and earn a consistent income. Earning an inconsistent income, it's not sustainable, right? And I know that, you know, folks that are in business um, might sort of argue with me, but even in business, at some point, you need to run a viable business that is able to guarantee you income, right? And not just income to pay your bills, but a business where you're able to make a profit from. If you're not making a profit, right, then you really need to reconsider your business. And I know that, yes, it can take, you know, up to three years for some businesses to start earning money, but it, it you really don't have to wait three years to be making a profit. You should try and get your business making a profit from day one. And the way to do that is to spend less, right? And that's something that I had to do even in my own business, right? I realized that my business expenses were quite high. So in order for me to take more profit, I had to reduce my business expense. I had to simplify my business, right? So that I'm not just spending everything that comes in, but I'm able to pay myself as well as, you know, save and invest from my business income. So focus on bridging the gap so that you're able to earn extra money that you can put towards, you know, your savings, your goals your other goals you can start having those subscriptions again you can go on a holiday you can buy those big ticket items that that you want so that really needs to be the main focus all the other tips that are given is just to get you by it's a temporary solution but ultimately you want to get to a place where you have some consistent income coming in that's really important so whether you do that by getting a second job or starting a side hustle, um, or seeing if you're eligible for any assistance, any tax credit, um, any universal credit, right? Just whatever it is that you need to do, do it so that you can get back on having that consistent income. So step number eight is, actually, this is just something that you should stop doing, which is you need to stop using your credit card. If you are on an irregular income, avoid using your overdraft as well. The reason why is that, you know, a lot of people see their credit card and their overdraft 
as a second income, which it's not. It's it's money that will be loaned to you when you use it. The minute you use it, it becomes a loan, right? It becomes a debt. So it's actually not your second income. And this is how people get themselves into trouble because they're earning 2000 and they think their £1,000 in their credit card, you know, is their second income. But what you have to realise is, is that 1000 is going to put you in debt. I would only say use your credit card or overdraft as a last, last, last resort, right? And it has to be in line with you following the steps that I've given. Um, and that's something that I have had to do to kind of buy myself time where, you know, I'd used up all my emergency fund and I had a month where there were just so many changes and I was moving things around and my income was, you know, irregular that month. And so I tapped into my credit card in order to cover some of my priority bills. Um, but then the pri priority after that became, right, how am I going to not use my credit card the following month and make sure that I have enough to cover my bills, right? So just remember that avoid using your credit card unless it's as a last result and only after you've implemented all the steps that I've given you. So that's after you know, trying to earn more money. That's after making cuts and removing all non-essential expenses from your budget. And finally, step number nine is to budget consistently. Consistent budgeting is going to allow you to stay in control and make decisions before they become necessary, right? And for me, this is the freedom and the power that budgeting gives me, it allows me to be in the driving seat of my personal finance where I am not letting things happen to me. Even if in my head I know that I don't have enough to cover my bills, I am still going to do my budget because my budget becomes the plan that I have in order to make sure that I can pay my bills for that month. Don't let the end of the month make you feel like you can't do anything about your expenses because you're short on cash. When you're on an inconsistent budget, just use common sense approach when it comes to budgeting. And I know that it can be difficult. In the Boss of My Money Masterclass, this is what I teach, right? I teach a unique budgeting method. I show you how to use something that I call priority and pay yourself budgeting method. It's a really easy way of budgeting where when it comes to deciding where to make cuts, like the budget does it for you. You don't have to be, you know, pulling your hair out about, oh my gosh, I'm short 200 pound, where do I cut? The way I teach you how to budget is a decision that you can make in like two seconds. Um, and this is the same budgeting method that I use both in my business and as well as my personal finance. And it works wonders for me. If you guys know me, I don't like stress. <laughs> I like to have a simple life. I like to have an easy life. And so um, the way that I've designed my budget, it's with simplicity, right? I don't want it to be stressful. I don't want it to be complicated. So I'm going to summarize the steps for you um, because I know that I kind of went through a lot. Um, so number one is to determine your baseline priority expenses. Number two is to have your priority bills come out of a separate account from your other bills and your overdraft and your credit cards, have it in a separate account. Number three is to consider paying your bills manually instead of via direct debit. Number four is to determine what your minimum average income is so you know exactly what you have to manage that month. 
Number five is to reduce your spending so that you can build your emergency fund. And that leads to number six, which is to save half of your disposable income towards your emergency fund once you have paid your priority bills. Number seven is to concentrate on bridging the gap by trying to earn a consistent income. Number eight is to stop using your credit card. And finally, number nine is to budget consistently. Welcome to Random Money Facts You Should Know, where I share random facts about money to help you improve your financial literacy and take away that uncomfortable feeling when it comes to talking about money. Hi there, so today's random money fact is actually something that I was curious to know um, and I still don't quite have the answer, but I think we've come to some sort of a conclusion. Did the queen have a credit card? Now, when it comes to like the royal family, I feel like she may have a credit card and I did research, research on this and it's just like mixed information. Um, but I feel like the older generation possibly didn't have a credit card because you know things will be bought for them if they need like their food shopping someone's doing their food shopping someone's booking hotels for them but then I'm sure that there are things that they want for themselves like personal things that they may want to buy themselves I don't know like you know someone did the queen's clothes shopping and bought the furnitures and stuff like that so I feel like maybe the older generation maybe not but in this sort of day and age, they possibly do. I reckon that the younger generation, like Harry and Will, William, and the others coming up, I feel like they definitely will have a credit card that they use for personal expenses. But that's just something interesting that I, I wanted to find out. And like I said, I couldn't really get like a yes or a no, but my personal take on it is that she probably did have, but I believe that, yeah, the younger generation are more likely to have one and use one. And I reckon that even if she did have a credit card, she probably didn't even use it because she probably would just, you know, tell her assistant, what do, do they call it? Lady in waiting. What do they call it? Like when royals have like a, a personal assistant or a, yeah, however they call them. I'm sure they would kind of do all the shopping and they probably had access to some sort of a card or some sort of a, a budget for them. But yeah, that was just an interesting fact, whether or not royals use credit card. Maybe they have credit cards, but they don't use them or they don't have credit cards and they don't use them. But if you know the answer to this question and this random money fact, then do let me know and I'll be more than happy to come back and correct what I've shared today. So if you've been feeling frustrated with your budget because your income is irregular, I hope that you can apply these tips and see that actually you can still budget on an inconsistent income and you actually need to if you want to continue to make progress in your personal finance. By the way, I'm going to be doing a Q&A podcast episode soon. Please send me your personal finance questions that you might have. Or if you want to hear my perspective on a particular finance related, you know, subject or situation, email your questions to support at bossofmymoney.co.uk. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing this podcast episode. And thanks for leaving me a review on Apple Podcasts. Make it a five star whilst you're there.
God bless you and I will catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening. Join me again on the next episode. Don't forget to share the Boss of My Money podcast with all of your podcast friends and tell your non-podcast friends what they are missing out on. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or any app that supports podcasting. You can also visit bossofmymoney.com slash podcast for more episodes. Plus, if you haven't got your budget ready for this month and need help with getting it set up and creating a budget that actually works, check out this podcast show notes for a link to the Boss of My Money Academy.com slash store where you can book a two-hour one-on-one budgeting session with me. That's not all. As a podcast listener, you get to save 20% when you use the code podcast in the coupon area. Happy budgeting.